And now it's time for Blossoms of My Life Radio with your host, Ramona Trevino. Ramona is a teacher, a pastor, a three-time author, and radio host since February 2018, helping people share their but God moment and helping people see and be the blossoms in life. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and listeners like you. Now here's Ramona. Thank you for tuning in to Blossoms of My Life Radio. I am really honored to be able to introduce to you a music artist. His name is Mr. Debonair, and he is the founder of God Life Music. He, I've listened to a few of his um, clips that I saw on YouTube, but wow, I think you're really going to enjoy this segment of our show. And so I'm not going to wait any longer. I just want to introduce him to you to him. So Mr. Debonair, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Blessings to you too. Um, and and I'm, I apologize if I say your name wrong because it's new how I see it. So Debonair, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So talk to us a little bit. I love, like, I love the, the, the little bit of music that I heard. Um, but I mean, when did it all start? If you could just kind of give us a little background of who you are and maybe a little bit of your testimony and what led you to to start God Life Music. Um, so for me, a little bit about who I am. I um I guess I'll go back and start from the from the beginning. I basically grew up as an abandoned kid. My mom, she, um, when I grew up, I saw my mother, you know, she really struggled with drugs. She would struggle with coming home. Uh, my brothers and sisters, we would be in the house for days at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would watch my mom leave and not come back for two, three days later. And then when she did, she'd come home with a snicker or a butterfinger. It was really rough on us watching her go through that. And it was pretty much like just the way of life from when we was kids. That's just what was going on. If she wasn't drinking, she was chasing drugs. My dad, he pretty much was never anywhere in the picture. He he left my mom when I was one years old. And then by the time I was five, my mother, uh, she ended up going to prison for double homicide. Oh, so she wow. ended up getting in trouble. And uh, that caused me to be stuck in um, the foster care system in Missouri. And so then um, coming through the foster care system, it was really different because what I had to go through was, you know, it was a lot of child abuse. It was a lot of mental abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. It was, I would definitely have to say like real rough. And I don't wish that on anybody because going through that, it's, it's, it's almost beyond recovery, you know, because you, it's root deep. And, uh, I went from one foster home to the next, going through abuse. Then eventually, at about when I got around eight eight years old, uh, I went through being bullied up until about 13. So it was like five years of just going through the trauma of suffering violence, uh, being in a violent atmosphere, drugs, prostitution. You just It was a lot that I saw coming up. And... This was while I was in the foster care system wow. that I was subjected to these things. So I was never really placed in a safe environment. And this this was just the way it was. Um, 
at about 13, I started drinking alcohol, uh, basically got affiliated with gangs and, and, and the neighborhood gang. And from that moment forward, I just began to do different things, uh, selling drugs, carrying guns, drinking alcohol, and just kind of jump right into the same thing that was going on in my environment. And that went on up until I was about like 17. By the time I was 18, um, well, no, at, at 13, between 13 and 18, I was in a group home. Uh, so they had placed me in a group home for about like five years. I think I got to the point to where I was so bad that none of the foster parents wanted to keep me. Mm. And uh, my family was nowhere around. My mom, dad, aunt, aunties, uncles, nobody was around. Um, nobody even came to check to see where I was at. So I basically felt abandoned. And uh, it was just really, it was really, really rough for me. Um then at 13, I had an encounter with God. There was a revival going on at this church up the street from the group home. One of the staff members, he actually took us up there and nobody wanted to go, not even me, but I'll never forget it. That night I went to that church and I, I didn't know who God was. I didn't know how to explain it. I was only 13, but I remember I dreamed a dream and that was when the Lord showed me that the devil was real. Um, I didn't know what hell was, who Satan was, or none of those things. Not at 13. Um, and then five years later, when I'm 18, then I would get saved. Wow. The Lord would uh, deliver me, fill me with the Holy Spirit. It was uh, November 2nd, 1999, when the Lord saved me. I was going to uh, the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World. At that time, my pastor was Reuben K. Johnson, and the church was New Bethel over in Kansas City, Kansas, Wyandotte County, 1800 New Jersey Drive. I'll never forget it. Wow. We were there. And um, I got saved. I filled the Holy Ghost. Uh, at that part, that was where the mothers of the church would take you to the basement, lay hands on you, and ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. And that's what they did. And God really did fill me with his Spirit. Um, after 18, everything will begin to go really, really fast. Um, I will become known or I guess you could say solidified by God in the church as a prophet of the Lord. Um, not a calling that I was looking for, <laughs> not something that I don't think I ever would even pray for. And it was no way around it. And so within like a year after being saved, God moved so fast that a year later, literally I was preaching. Wow. Um, I started prophesying between 19 and 20. God never let a word fall to the ground. Everything has come to pass. Um, and I didn't have any training. So all of this was just coming straight from God and the Holy Spirit. And so that was like in my intro into the Holy Spirit, Jesus, God, the kingdom of God, the Bible, the church. Um, prior to that was what I believe to be where the devil was seeking to try to tarnish who I am or who I was mm -hmm. or what I was going to become to leave me with scars and traumas. Uh, I believe Satan did everything he could to try to destroy because at some point I believe he could either sense or know the uniqueness that God had placed in me. And with the hopes of that not coming to pass or him trying to obliterate it, which I don't think is possible. Um, and so then all of that happened at 25. I ended up uh, backsliding 
I ended up getting hurt by the church. Um, I went through a bunch of jealousy and it, it was just crazy because um, coming from what I had came from, I had already went through abuse. So mentally, I did not know how to interpret being abused by the church. It's hard. Having, yeah, it was really rough. Um, with leadership, the same leadership that trains you ends up going against you because the anointing is great on your life. Mm -hmm. That was my experience. Mm -hmm. And for years, I just never said nothing because I never wanted it to be looked like that I'm against leaders or that I'm against imperfections of the church. But how do I hide what my testimony is? Because that was what my experience was. Mm -hmm. I was getting trained to talk. And the very things that I was learning, they turned around and for whatever reason, um, basically cut me off because I was growing so fast. And I just knew, you know, God gave me dreams. The leadership became jealous. There were things that was there that I knew and I saw. Um, so I got hurt, ended up backsliding, getting in trouble, uh, almost ended up doing 18 years in prison. Oh, God oh. didn't allow that. The Lord delivered me out of that situation. And then moving forward, around 30 or 31, I would end up getting into like traveling ministry where it became itinerary. Um, I just always had the gift to rap, though. There was always music ever since I was young. I want to say at about 15 when I really started getting into like hip hop and it kind of just drifted with me off and on but in the month of august of 2010 i would have a dream the lord would show me two things i saw music and i saw movies and both of these arenas i was shown where i was anointed and called to go into those arenas with the dominion of god and to conquer and that i would be greatly successful wow and so that was in 2010 and actually that was an angelic visitation that i had um, and then the other dream that I would have would show me where my platform would not come from. It, it would not come from man. It would come from God and that it would be verified of the Lord. And so these were both in 2010 when I would have those dreams. So fast forwarding, by the time I get, um, I want to say 2018, I get right in the middle of doing um, I traveled in ministry and then I was sitting on the couch and the Lord said to me, he said, get up and do music. So I, I heard him clear. So I got up. I didn't, I hadn't been in the studio in a while. So I ended up Googling where to find the studio. So I found the recording studio through Google, ended up recording a song that same day titled what's up, which is out now. And in that song, I actually address a lot of the things that I dealt with over the years. And from that time forward, uh, the Lord has just really developed me, my sound, my uniqueness, me as an artist, me as an instrument of righteousness in the hands of God, being what the Lord wants me to be here in the earth. It, it has touched not only my life, but the life of others. And, um, yeah. So like, that's, that's a synopsis of me. That's amazing. Um, Tell me about that angelic visit that you had in 2010. Um, so in 2010, I remember it was July 
going on August. And I don't think that it was no further than like August 7th or August 8th. I'll never forget it. Uh, a good friend of mine in real life, he was in the dream. And so uh, this dream consisted of a big, huge warehouse, which I don't know where this is at. Um, but we ended up going into this warehouse. He uh, went to the left at the food court and then instantly it was pitch dark. And so there was this, I could hear a basketball bouncing, but in the process of me hearing the ball bouncing, I could hear this angel. And I could tell that even though it was dark, we were able to walk in the pitch black dark without having fear of running into something or um, not knowing what direction we were going in. So I knew this was supernatural. And he said to me, name somebody great. And so all of my responses were supernatural. My first response, I said, Michael Jackson. And he said, he's not good enough. Then I said, Michael Jordan. He said, he's not good enough. And then finally, I said, Muhammad Ali. And he said, very well then. And we proceeded to move forward. We get to a point to where he takes this basketball. He shoots it up in the air. It pauses. And I was so fascinated with that trying to figure out how he was able to make the ball pause in the middle of the air. And he asked me, do you understand what you see? And I said, no, I don't. And he said, this ball is a representation of the leaders that have gone before you. And he said, the basketball goal and the rim is a representation of the mark of God and the glory of God. He said, they have not reached the mark. They did not hit the mark. And he said, you shall not be like them. And then he disappears. Upon him shooting back up into heaven, immediately when I look to the right of me, I look over and I see a platform with what looks like a champagne red plush carpet. There was a cherry oak podium, a cherry oak plaque with a block of gold on it. And my name was engraved on this block of gold. And I knew then that my platform to do the work of ministry was going to come from God. Um, and that was the, the angelic visitation in, in that one in, in, uh, 2010. You know, and those of you listening, um, just listening to you in every detail of what you're saying, that's how you know that that was a visitation because some people will say, oh yeah, I had a dream and I think this happened, but I'm not quite sure. But when you can pinpoint it the way you just did with every single detail like that and remember it from that far back, you know that that was an angelic visitation, you know, because people can't do that. And that's probably also part of your prophetic gift to be able to see things even in the spirit realm and know where they are going. Because a lot of people were so, and this is something like with Christians today, and you probably understand this, but we're so into this is the life here instead of thinking, wait a minute, you know, life is here, but we're supposed to be thinking about the life where we're going, right? This is here for now so we can spread the gospel you know, and be able to have that vision of where our life will be for eternity. We get so busy in our lives nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. 
And then we forget that, what it's really about. And so, wow, powerful testimony. Um, and so tell me about this song, What's Up. So that was kind of like the first one that you did then? Yeah, it was back then. That you recorded, like in a real studio, you're like, okay, I'm just going to record this? Yeah, so that day, um, I was sitting on the couch, and I heard the Spirit of God. He spoke very clear. He showed me music, and then I heard the Lord say, go. Wow. I love it. And at it. this point, I had been in a recording studio in years, like maybe like since my 20s. Yeah. Because I had started just doing traveling ministry, preaching. And so everything else, it was, it was like it was... It wasn't there. Yeah. So I Googled the studio. They I actually got them on the phone and they said, we can we can find one of our engineers and we'll give you a call back. So I said, OK, well, give me a call back. Let me know what you find out. So he calls me like five minutes later. He's like, hey, we found the guy. His name is Taylor. He'll come and he'll work with you. Wow. And, and then he and I would eventually make a divine connection that would last about two to three years. And then God would shift everything. And so when I came, I remember going to Walmart, I bought a notebook and a pen. Um, then I needed to find an instrumental that I could do the track to. So I called one of my bros. He was like, hey, go here. You should be able to find something. I found the beat. I wrote the song sitting in the truck. Wow. And then I went to the studio and recorded it the same day. Wow. Wow. And it's kind of like, I know, like, everything that happened before, you know, the, the, the hurts and the pains and the hangups, but then God showed up. It sounds like God showed up in a, in a, in a suddenly, I think you had a suddenly because it's like, it's kind of like they took you and then bam, you know, here I am. And, and you just, you fully surrendered your life and went full in and, you know, it, it's sad, but sometimes we do get church hurt, you know, and, and I try to look at, cause I've been church hurt too. And I try to look at it like, um, they're just people too, you know, they're just people too. We can't let that stop us. And I'm so grateful that you, you know, yes, you were hurt, but you somehow never, you kept on going like God, just, you still heard God throughout, you know, and decided to do your traveling ministries because I'm, I'm sure with your ministry traveling work too, you, you've must've seen people healed and ministered to many people, many souls coming to Christ because that was your calling at that time too. It was like the season for that, right? Uh-huh. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so now, I mean, you're doing all this amazing music. You know, you've got these great platforms. Um, I was just looking at your bio that you sent me. And um, so did you do work with Bishop T. Day Jakes or you were just in his um, news? Yeah. So basically, I had just ended up making the headlines, um, doing my music and was putting my music out there. Um, a journalist and an editor who I came across wanted to do some work with me, uh, wanted to share my story. And he also happened to be the editor at the um, TD Jakes Leadership Summit. And so that's how my story ended up making it up to the TD Jakes Leadership Summit. And it was just a blessing. Like God did all of that. Oh, I love when he shows up like that just to show off his, his son and, you know, show off what he's doing through you and everything. And, um, 
how do you feel like right now with your music? Like, do you just feel like there's a whole bunch of things right now in front of you that you just need to go after? I mean, you're in that place right now where it's like, there's, it, there's a lot of movement right now. I can feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a lot that God has done. He's opened up a door. Um, I will definitely say like my music is designed for people that want to understand God is life. The reason why I got the company that's named God Life Music because it's not, even though the gospel primarily is preached inside the four walls of a building, and typically when it's not, we identify it as outreach. But with God Life Music, this is this is music that can be played in the clubs. This is music that can be played in a lounge. It's music that can be played on AM, FM radio, uh, in my house, your house. <laughs> it's it because it's anybody that can relate to God being life to them through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that far too often uh, music isn't seen as a form of, of ministry that is relatable to all because the kingdom is for everyone. Right. The gospel is for everyone. It is not designed just for the church or just for those of us that are already saved. Uh, Jesus says that those who are well have no need of a physician, but it is the sick. And so with God Life Music, it's it's people who understand that in life we need God and providing them with music that will minister to their to their life, to their soul, to their spirit, helping them to grow closer to God and at the same time have uh, music that they can relate to. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say as far as like momentum. There's a lot of doors that's opening up. Mm -hmm. uh, God has done something really, really big. And I've just seen one thing after another open up with God. And I feel like this, I personally feel like this is the year for takeoff, mm -hmm. um, to put my foot on the gas and not let up. Because in 2021, right when I had developed momentum, right when everything was just going very well, I lost my mother oh. and we ended up burying her uh, the day after Thanksgiving. And so that was very, very rough. Um, I ended up dealing with depression. I ended up having a lot of things go on in my mind and in my heart. Um, it was really difficult to deal with because when she passed away, she passed away in prison. And so mm -hmm. I didn't get to say goodbye. I didn't really get to, you know, say, hey, I love you. I didn't get that. And her last three years, we were actually getting pretty close, which that was my desire was to have a, a, a genuine, healthy relationship with my mom. She um, she loved my music. She always encouraged me to never give up on it and to keep going because she felt that that's where God has placed his blessings for me. And um, so I do this now. Number one, for the glory of the Lord, but also, you know, remembering my mother as I go. Amen. And this is just one of those things for me where it's, it, it has become sentimental. And it sounds like your mom probably met the Lord where she was at. Yeah, yeah. God had me praying when I was 22 years old, all the way up to 25 for three years off and on that my parents would not die in their sins. Praise God. And the last three years of my mom's life, I watched her get completely off of drugs, um, really get close to God. 
And right when everything seemed like it was going so well, God snatched her out of here. And initially, that was hard for me to accept because I felt, God, why did you take her when things were going well? And he reminded me, you prayed and asked me, don't let her die in her sins. Yeah, He answered your prayer. Yeah, and so I couldn't do nothing but be grateful. So it was like bittersweet. Oh, I could imagine. But I mean, yeah, it's at the same time, you know where she's at. And she had a, a life, you know, that was different, even though she was incarcerated. Um, yeah, that that's beautiful. I'm so glad that she was able to meet the Lord before she passed away, because I think that would have been a little bit heavier burden for you to carry if she would have not met the Lord, if she would have still been, you know, using and doing what she did, because then you're like, oh, now she's not going to be there when I get there. You know, that's a heavy, it's a heavy thing. Like for me, I have two grown daughters and, you know, it's like I'm praying for them, them always to have that encounter because I don't want to leave without knowing that, that that's okay. Or my grandchildren, I don't want to leave unless I know that they know the Lord. You know, it's something that I think it's just embedded within us once we meet the Lord and we see how good he is. You know, we want everybody to experience that goodness and that hope. And I think um, the thing about your music with rapping, not everybody can listen to, like you said. But then again, you're not going to tune into country music and hear that. You know what I mean? To hear you, you, you're, this is something that a lot of different people are, especially a certain um, genre, a certain age, they're going to listen to rap. They're going to listen to that. And so they hear a good beat. They're going to sing the words. They're going to know the words. And the words are going to be anointed if God's already called you to do it. Whatever words that you're using and his blessings upon them, it's, you know, it's going to come right back onto them where they're going to feel that anointing and wonder like, hey, you know, what I just said, is that something for me too? Or is that just for him? Like they, they're going to want to know. They're going to probably reach out to you and say, who who are we what is this about because i feel different mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful thing you know that, that just like what you said people need to hear the people need to hear the word of the lord and we've got to grab them wherever we can and how and right where they are right where they are you know because everybody and music it has that you know when someone has that gift and that music ability it has people like to listen to music they do you know, and they do memorize lyrics. They do sing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they sing the songs and everything. <clears throat> so do you have the ability where, you know, someone will just, you hear a good beat and you can just right away have words to it, wrap, wrap some words to that? Oh, definitely, yeah. That's There's cool. been several occasions where I've heard certain types of sounds um, and it just really hits. It, it, it hits home for me and it doesn't take long to, to, to really get connected um, and before you know it it's just it's it's an effortless flow I love it I love that I love that um, let's see what else was I going to ask you you know when you got delivered from the alcohol and the drugs was that a suddenly was that all immediate or did that take a little bit of time no that was instant it wow. was wow yeah I knew once once I got to the point where I started seeing God, when God blessed me to identify 
who I am in Christ, it was instantaneous. There was no struggle back and forth. Back, It was instantaneous. God did it because I knew at that point there was no way to serve God and still juggle. Now, that that's my deliverance. It doesn't always happen like that for everybody. Sometimes it takes people to process or what have you. But God did it for me like that, like overnight. Mm. And I love, I always go back to Romans eight twenty eight because I know that whatever kind of mess that happens in front of me, I know like, okay, I love God. I serve him and I know this is going to turn around. You know, sometimes I'll get so like, you know, in that moment, like, oh, I can't believe this is happening right now. And then my daughter, you know, my oldest, she mom, don't you don't forget, you know, Romans eight twenty eight. it's all going to be okay. Just, just breathe for a minute, talk to the Lord. It's all going to be okay. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I just need to be grounded for a minute <laughs> because life can take us real quick. Just a snap of a finger, right? It takes us to that, just another place real quick. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So now, um, you have something coming up in July. We were talking about, I know you might not have the date or the venue yet, but um, how can people find out about what you're doing? Um, so there's a, I do have a website being built and also I have a, a link tree that is connected to my social handles. So if they subscribe to my Instagram, a lot of the updates will be there. And also there's a debonair website that's getting ready to be out here in just a, a few weeks. Why don't you spell your name that way our audience can get it correct? Okay, it's Mr. M, it's all one word, Mr. M R D is in dog, E B is in boy, O N A I R R, and that's Mr. Debonair Cross. All social handles TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, everywhere. Oh, no, well, if they do it on, uh, if they do it on TikTok, it'll be Mr. Debonair with the number two behind it. Okay. Praise God. So audience, you can do that. You can listen to it. We're also going to treat you at the end of this um, interview. We'll be playing one of his tracks. So um, we'll decide that as soon as we're done talking. So you'll be surprised. But um, do you have any last words that you want to give to our audience? You know, there's probably some people that are wondering, how do I do this? I have this son or this nephew or somebody and he's always rapping and I don't know what to do. How do I get him, you know, to where he can do something with this? Yeah, I, I will say this to, to it's, I don't want to just say like any artist, but I will say it if, if somebody's chasing their dream or they're in pursuit of whatever it is that God has called them to do, like stay serious about it and definitely know that whatever God calls, it always comes with a price. And a lot of what the world is displaying is not the way that God does it. And even with some of what we see in Christian culture, God is not, he's not doing it the way that a lot of, a lot of people are presented. And so we have to be careful that we don't fall into some type of methodized or methodical approach, thinking that we have a proven method on how to be successful because every calling has its journey of its own. Every anointing have a journey of its own. Every purpose has an, a journey of its own. And we have to be willing to glean from other people, but at the same time, don't think that there's capitalism on God because every journey is different. And, you know, and it, rather if you're doing music or if you're a preacher and you're pursuing your ministry, just know hell is going to come at you. 
but God is going to be with you. It's not an easy journey. The price is rich, but Jesus ultimately paid the full price. But the price that we pay is that we do have to go through challenges. We have to go through struggles. We have to go mm -hmm. through trials because the enemy is going to fight us. He's going to try to do everything he can to prevent the word of God from coming out because whatever your calling is, whatever your destiny is, it has people that is designed to reach, to draw them or reconcile them back to God through Jesus Christ. So I would just say stay committed. When the heat gets turned up, just humble down, get in a prayer closet and pray. And, and don't be afraid to give God your tears when it hurts and the nights mm -hmm. get real dark and the days don't seem so bright because he know the plans. Amen. And that could be, you know, I'm envisioning like somebody that is artistic, you know, with their artwork, um, ability to write, you know, um, God instilled creativity within each of us from the moment we were being woven in our mother's womb. I, I believe that each of us has a special gift that God wants us to use when, once we know how to tap into it, right? And it's like, just pray into that. You know, maybe you feel like, well, I don't have anything. You do. I promise you, you do. You need to ask God to show you what that is because you do. You have a gift, whether it's speaking, whether it's, you know, writing, whether it's evangelizing, caretaking. Each of us has a gift. And it's true what our brother's saying. Every calling has a journey of its own. That's true. And, and, and yes, when you get ready to take those steps higher and higher commitment and, you know, change. And w once that mantle is on you, yes, it's going to sometimes be difficult, but he doesn't take it off. We get scared and we take it off because we feel like we can't handle it. But then it's kind of, you have to remember how big our God is. Our God is big. He created all the foundations of the earth before we were even thought of. So he's pretty big. He knows what you're facing and he can definitely walk with you through that. Great words of advice. I'm so excited and so blessed and honored to have this time and that you even took the time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I, I thank you. I, I just pray blessings over your work and what you, you've got going on, because that's what I foresee. I see a lot of things opening up for you. All And some of it's going to be like a lot of suddenlies. You're going to have this suddenly and then another one, and you're going to be like, you're going to need help to organize it all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's time to yeah. get that helper going. Like, <laughs> Anyways, um, I would love it if you would pray um in closing over our audience and whatever the Holy Spirit leads on you to pray just to close our time together. Mm -hmm. Got it. Well, Father God, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for letting us have this moment, for bringing yes. us into this place. Lord, and just even allowing us to have the opportunity to share testimony and to bear our witness in the Lord Jesus Christ. You, Jesus. I pray for the, for the ones that are listening around this nation. The, the man, the woman, the, the teenager, the young adult, the wife, the husband that's listening, Lord, that need encouragement at this moment. Yes, Father. Whatever their vision is, the purpose that you've given them, the destiny that they've been in pursuit of, and whatever battles that hell is throwing at them, whatever the struggles may be, the trials, 
that God, you would grant them the grace to be able to overcome the enemy who is evil with good. I pray, Lord, that you would keep them covered in the blood of Jesus, that there will be no evil to befall them, that there will be no wickedness that can find them, no strategy that comes from the adversary to be able to stop them from fulfilling what you called them to do. I pray, Lord, for the men and the women who are listening to this, that have found themselves in a place of discouragement, needing a word of life. God, that they will remember your word in times of, of dark days, that they will recall to mind that you cannot fail. And that, God, every promise that you gave them in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is yes and amen. Yes. I pray, Father, that they may find strength, that they will find vigoration, that they will be spiritually replenished in a season of flourishing, that, God, you will cause them to begin to rise from the dust and to begin to fly Thank on the you. wings of eagles, and that they'll go forward, Lord, in the power and in the might of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we just bless you for your goodness to be among men, for your mercy that endures forever. And we thank you for your glory in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. So stay tuned for that song that you're going to listen to right now. Debonair, God Life Music. We on go, baby. You know what time it is. We getting this. Moving. Non-stop. All gas, no brakes. Yeah, let's go. Boy, I got God on my side, yeah, yeah. Going so hard for the Lord, yeah, yeah. Small, real big, yeah, yeah. Favor from God, be like, yeah, yeah. Put the devil in the dirt, get him gone, like, yeah. I pop out, turn, be lit, like, yeah. Light up the whole scene, cause I shine, like, yeah. Blessings on me, be like, yeah, yeah. What's up? The devil can't stop nothing. What's up? Hater can't stop nothing. What's up? Boy, I'm on ball, something. What's up? The devil can't stop nothing. What's up? I hate it, can't stop nothing. What's up? Boy, I'm gon' ball, something. What's up? The devil can't stop nothing. What's up? Boy, I'm gon' ball, something. The devil don't want smoke, cause he know it's a mismatch. Cheating, wearing hurt, then he calling up dispatch. Serving out work, double down like a kid. Busting God's word real smooth, no kickback I got God, that's the boss in charge He gave me a car, why I go so hard The oil of a king, I'm built like a star Beat the devil up, they don't even wanna spar Slip, tip, dribble, I move like a misfit Don't fit in, certified misfit They test me, then they get hit quick Cause I bust this word and I don't miss They low-key mad cause they can't control me Go one-on-one, can't none of them hold me Created in Christ, I'm not the old me Perfected by God, he making me holy The real ones love me and see my light The haters be mad but get put to flight Shine so hard like I was ice I win in life, Christ Paid the price. Get my way, I wouldn't advise it. A gift in sight, but they don't realize it. Acting like they all traumatized in. Kill that hate, yeah, minimize. Boy, I got God on my side, yeah, yeah. Go so hard for the Lord, yeah, yeah. Faith on swamp, real big, yeah, yeah. Favor from God, be like, yeah, yeah. Put a devil in the dirt, get him gone, like, yeah. I pop out, turn, be lit, like, yeah. Light up the whole scene, cause I shine, like, yeah. Blessings on me, be like, yeah, yeah. What's up? The devil can't stop nothing. What's up? Hater can't stop nothing. What's up? Boy, I'm on ball, something. What's up? The devil can't stop nothing. What's up? See that I'm a king, rocking with Christ, yeah, that's the king of king. Every time I speak, they know what I mean. Smile on their face ain't really what it seems. Gotta stay sharp, cause their hearts be dark. Doing what I do, cause I gotta play my part. Thanking my God, cause he gon' be the one. I don't fan no maker, he finishing me smart. Boy, I got God on my side, yeah, yeah. Go so hard for the Lord, yeah, yeah. Faith on swamp, real big, yeah, yeah. Favor from God, be like, yeah, yeah. Put a devil in the dirt, get him gone, like, yeah. I pop out, turn, 
like, yeah Light up the whole scene, cause I shine like, yeah Blessings on me, be like, yeah, yeah What's up? The devil can't stop nothing What's up? Hater can't stop nothing What's up? Boy, I'm on ball something What's up? The devil can't stop nothing What's up? I hate it, can't stop nothing What's up? Boy, I'm gon' ball something What's up? The devil can't stop nothing What's up? Boy, I'm gon' ball something Thank you for listening to this edition of Blossoms of My Life Radio. This program is listener-supported. Blossoms of My Life Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To contact Ramona regarding donations, sharing your God story, or requests about her books, you can write to Ramona. Ramona Trevino, P.O. Box 22731, Bakersfield, California, 93390. That's P.O. Box 22731. Bakersfield, California, 93390. Her website is the letter I, the letter M, dauntless.org. That's IamDauntless.org. Her email is Ramona at BlossomsOfMyLife.org. That's Ramona at BlossomsOfMyLife.org. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and through listeners like you. And in closing, we just want to remind you to remember to see and be a blossom in someone's life.